This is your Monday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Patrick Royce will join me in just a little bit to uh, to talk through the Richard Pitino and the latest on his job status with the Gophers and maybe in New Mexico in a, in a little while here. Um, Patrick and I will talk about a bunch of stuff, but that will be at the outset. First, though, what did I miss? A little something different today because I was just thinking over the weekend, lots going on, um, plenty plenty to get to, obviously, but... You know, some of the things that happened this weekend just made me think about what could be themed as a golden age of young players here in, in Minnesota sports. And, and I thought about it Friday, obviously, when Kirill Kaprizov hat trick for the Wild. Um, they they win that game uh, pretty handily. And that was, you know, a close game going into the third period. I think it was nothing, nothing. Kaprizov has a hat trick all by himself in the third period. They win 4 nothing. They win again Sunday. He has an assist in that game. He's up to 10 goals, I believe, 14 assists this year. Um, so that that's that's number one on, on the list of, of what I'm talking about here. Kapo Kakinen didn't play either of those two games, but he got that eight-game winning streak, that rookie goalie for the Wild. So part of the uh, part of the golden age right there. But it goes well beyond the Wild. Anthony Edwards, Timberwolves, he was on the show a few weeks ago, 34 points in a win over Portland on Sunday night. You know, a guy who's 19 years old. I think he set the Wolves record for youngest player to have a, a 30-point game. I think he be- he beat uh, Stefan Marbury's record. So career high obviously for Anthony Edwards in that win and he's making some strides here. In the second half of the season, you know, with Chris Finch telling him, you know, go to the basket more, you know, be 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 in rhythm at least. You know, he shot a lot of threes Sunday, but he was making a lot of threes, so you can keep shooting him. He was six of fourteen in that game. If Justin Jefferson, again, another guy who's on the sh- on the show last week, um, you know, would have been the NFL's probably top rookie, um, and maybe should have been still after after you know, setting the record with fourteen hundred receiving yards as a rookie. Um, you know, Justin Herbert gets the top NFL rookie award, but you know, Justin Jefferson another of of this kind of golden age of very young players we didn't even know about i mean we knew about kaprizov we hadn't seen him play like we didn't know about any of these guys you know uh, this time last year is in terms of how they relate to minnesota you know the links look at the links they've had the last two rookies of the year uh crystal dangerfield last season nafisa collier in 2019 um two more really good young players who are helping to turn you know hopefully turn that you know, that franchise back from, you know, just being good enough to sustain itself and maybe make the playoffs again uh, into, you know, into real contention. You know, I'm talking about Minnesota United, Emmanuel Reynoso uh, burst onto the scene last season. Um, just, you know, all sorts of gifts that, that he has. And Jerry Zagoda and I talked about that on a show last week as well, just how you can build around players like that so much more easily when you have a star like that. I think the Wild are finding that out too, not that they didn't you know, know that this could be the case, but they're certainly finding that out with, with Kaprizov, right? And he's not the only player that's doing it. But when you have someone like a Reynoso or a Kaprizov, the rest of your roster just makes a lot more sense, right? You, nobody has to overachieve to a certain degree. Everybody can kind of play a role when you've got a when you've got someone who can just go out and flat out win a game for you, like Kaprizov did on Friday and like Reynoso did, kind of for United in 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 that stretch run. Twins, we don't know too much about the Twins yet, but sure looks like Alex Kirilov could be a, you know he could be the one he he could be the one we've been waiting for in terms of just that that pure hitter that all around player 
Um, Patrick Rose and I will talk about him a little bit too, you know, making sure he's going to make the opening day roster. But even if he doesn't, um, Patrick think he will. Th- thinks he will, by the way. But even if he doesn't, you know, he, he's got a bright future here and, you know, another one of those players who could be, you know, part of this golden age. And even if you go beyond, I know these, I know these two aren't playing here, but the two best college basketball players and certainly two best college basketball freshmen in the country this year, they're from Minnesota. You know, Jalen Suggs and Paige Beckers. Paige Beckers won a national, ESPN's National Player of the Year, not National Freshman of the Year. She won that too, of course. She was named National Player of the Year in women's basketball, a freshman. Very rare company there. So, you know, if you are wanting, I guess the overall point here is if you are wanting to watch young talent, if you are wanting to have a reason to get excited about Minnesota sports right now. And I think there's a lot of different reasons. You know, some, some of these teams are achieving at a very high level, like United, Lynx. They were you know on the cusp of playing for championships. The Wild sure looks like they've got something cooking over in St. Paul. But if you just want, you know, star power drives these leagues. Right? Star power is what's going to make, you know, as we talk about returning to attendance here in a few weeks, star power is what draws people into the building. You know, winning does that to... But winning and star power tend to go hand in hand, and that star power is the is the thing that makes people want to show up. I want to see what this person's going to do night in and night out. I want to I want to be dazzled. I, I I want to I want to see something that I might not have ever seen before happen on the ice, the field, the court. That's what that's what Kaprizov in particular does for the Wild. They've not had a player like this, I dare say, ever. I mean. Gabrick, Mary Gabrick was uh, an amazing goal scorer, finisher, breathtaking offensive player. Um, they've had some very good players over the years too. Zach Parisi, Ryan Suter, when they signed those contracts, everybody wanted to see them play. Even though Parisi's got skill, he's been more a little bit more of a grinder and a worker for someone of his stature. Kaprizov, he works. He certainly does. I, I like I like his all around game. I like watching him play on both ends of the ice. I like watching him whether he's shooting the puck, whether he's setting things up. But he is a guy that you just want to watch because he's going to make something good happen more often than not. It can go win you a game all by himself. I don't think Anthony Edwards is quite to that level yet. I don't think he's he's gonna you know maybe he gets there, but he he's more kind of the you're waiting to see what can happen, and he's going to have those moments of brilliance. A lot of these other rookies are already there. You know, Justin Jefferson, he's arrived already. Like this, this age that we are in, we you know sometimes you don't recognize the era that has happened until it's already passed. Let's just take a moment and recognize that this could be pretty special. Now, it, 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 it's it's a lo- it's a long way to go. We don't know exactly how all these careers are going to play out, but right now, if you're just looking at it objectively, we could be at the very beginning of some pretty good young talent emerging and blossoming long-term in Minnesota sports. I'm Nyla Jean Myers, Senior Assistant Sports Editor at the Star Tribune. Thank you for listening to Strip Sports Daily Delivery. This work is made possible by our Star Tribune subscribers. For unlimited access to the articles mentioned in this podcast and our coverage of Minnesota sports from pros to preps, go to startribune.com slash subscribe. It's Monday on daily delivery and that uh, has generally meant in recent weeks and hopefully going forward to the Patrick Royce is with me today Patrick good morning how you doing I am just fine it's uh being down here in Florida I got an hour advantage on you so I got a little more sleep this morning than I was at home. <laughs> so that's uh that's good but uh Gordon we had some glorious uh we've had glorious weather back home too from what I understand but yeah uh, not- nice not today, nice though, look. Patrick. We're, about to, we're, we're heading for the snow today. 
Oh, and uh, we're uh, but we got we we had a nice little stretch down here last week. We got the Florida wind. The other day, the twins hit five home runs and none of them left the park. It was amazing. Matt Patrick, I assume you've been following the uh, the Gophers coaching. Um, I don't even know what we call it at this point. Um, the coaching situation. How about that with uh, Richard Patino? And I here's here's my thing for you now. It sounds like Patino. Uh, Richard Pitino interviewed for the New Mexico job over the weekend. We're kind of waiting to see where that goes. Uh, Patrick, would, this would be an all-time uh, finesse on the part of yes, Mark Coyle, would. would it not? If he can, if he can convince yeah. uh, young Richard to take this job and avoid having to pay a buyout on what is essentially a firing. I would imagine he has to pay kind of a difference, you know. I don't think you'll get completely out of the uh, yeah. out of the buyout, the one point seven five, but he'll get out of most of it. Uh, New Mexico's got to pay uh, one, don't they? One point two five. I don't know if it's quite that. It was maybe yeah, maybe a little bit less than one. I was looking at the the New Mexico paper was having a, had some pretty good details on what the old coach was making, but yeah, maybe around one is probably about right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they get out of it, but it's going to be interesting to uh, see how they spin it. That Richard has decided to take the prestigious, leave the big 10 and take the prestigious job in New Mexico. And we certainly, uh, wish him the best. Uh, but they're, they're not going to say they fired him. So no. uh, we, we know that. And, uh, uh, New Mexico, you know, was, uh, very good program at, uh, at one time, and that, and they're still okay. And they have a rabid fan base down there. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, they, you know, he'll he'll have to go down there and, and win. And that league's not bad, you know. That league's got not not like the Big Ten, but they got the first division's always kind of tough. San Diego State, uh, you know, Utah State, a lot of Colorado State's been doing well. So uh, it's no cinch. Great arena down there, the pit. Just yeah. like uh, Williams Arena, that's where uh, you know NC State beat uh, beat Houston. I was there for that, and, and, and that's kind of what's one of the last ever tournaments played in a basketball arena. You know, it was eighty four, right? Eighty four. Because next year was uh, next yeah. year they played in Kansas City eighty five. So yeah, eighty four. Uh, it, it's great arena. He's got some connections there. Is it supposedly Billy Donovan? Billy Donovan was kind of his sponsor to get the job with the Gophers and close to the family and, uh, you know, played for the old man at Providence, the first three-point shooting team to go to the Final Four. Right. And, uh, you know, he's got apparently that gives him a connection there. But you've read some stuff like this has been in the works for two, three weeks. So yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. So, it's a... Uh... It's kind of like kind of like the reverse tubby or the other the tubby the other way right because tubby came here and everyone was like yeah here we got him we got our guys like mm, yeah kind of <laughs> yeah it is right left, yeah, left kentucky for minnesota not quite a he, lateral move even he wasn't gonna get fired at kentucky that year but sure. he was <laughs> he, he, he he was on double secret probation for one more year they were down on him and uh, it was a soft landing for Tubby. I, I think Tubby's best days were obviously behind him by the time uh, he got here. And uh, 
But man, talk about a lifer struggling along in the second division with high points. And he's yeah. still coaching Tubby. Well, he's, I don't he's know. T- he's taken five teams at the tournament. I think what Richard or Rick Patino just tied that record uh, by taking Iona there, getting, Iona. getting them there this, this weekend. I don't know. Iona was like the second best team in that league, but they ended up being a nine seed because of, they did something with their uh, COVID-19 cases that if you didn't play in enough games, you went down in the stadiums or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it is a, you're right. They, they're, uh, you know, Coyle was in no hurry. Coyle probably told him, Hey, yeah, I'll wait till April. I'll wait till May first and fire you, rather than give you the full one seven five. You know, so he's got to be. You know, we can sugarcoat it. We can talk about a couple of you know NCAA tournaments that the NIT the first year when he inherited a pretty good club. Uh, but the uh, fact of the matter is, uh, the guy was a failure. You know, I mean, you look at the record, you can't. 30-some games under 500 in the Big Ten. That's that's not success anyway. And he didn't inherit an empty cupboard. That team had won a, had won a NCAA game. They, he brought in a couple of players to help that team his, his first year here. But uh, I think he's looked at in a kinder view around here than Munson. But he might not have been as good as Munson. I, I'd have to look at the records, but I, I, I think that I think we just had higher standards when we had Munson yeah. than we had than we've had with Patino because I I would say that the, the, he certainly was no better than Munson and uh, and and maybe a little bit worse so you got to get the right guy I don't know uh, I have a I had a friend out there that was hanging around the Mountain West out in Las Vegas and uh, had talked to Dutcher and Dutcher claims no they have received no attention from. Uh, the Gophers, he has no contact now, whether his agent has been called or not. Yeah, that Craig Smith out there who's supposed to get the Iowa State job, somebody said. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of Patino talk out there because the Mountain West is the conference you'll be going to. I, I don't think Coyle's going to hire Brian Dutch. I no, don't think. Yeah, that was the that was the impression hey. I got from talking to Chip the other day, too, for this show. He was on – Chip was on Friday's show, and he was – he talked about a whole lot of guys before he talked about Dutcher, and it kind of surprised me. I just think he's going to hire the 40-year-old, don't you? The 41-year-old, yeah. 42-year-old. He doesn't have to pay him as much money. Brian will be 62 Yeah. when the uh, you know when next season opens. Yeah, he loves San Diego. I don't think it'll be heartbreaking for him. I think he'd come back, but he's not going to come back cheap. So right. I, I think I think he can go cheaper and take his chances. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think Porter Moser is probably the front runner, although – if Loyola wins a couple of games in the NCAA tournament, the price of poker is going to go up on him because he's going to be a hot ticket. Well, but, we'll uh, see. It's it mm-hmm. playing out a little slower than I thought it would, right? Because we were all kind of yeah. on, we were all kind of on watch. You but, know, they, they lose but, to Ohio State on Thursday afternoon, and everyone's like, "Okay, what's what's happening next?" It, and then you know, now we're just kind of hanging out and waiting for waiting to see what happens. But it's it's this New Mexico thing is why it's on watch, right? I mean, yeah. he's he's you know, Coil. He drives me nuts because a lot of times when he should open his mouth, he won't say anything. Uh, you know, he's, he's not a salesman for the school, but he, in his own way, is a pretty sharp operator. He goes and gets who he wants. Mm-hmm. No search committee. 
and uh, he had Louis help him get Motsko, but uh, right. but that I mean Motsko would have crawled down here from St. Cloud to take the job. So, uh, but but he figures out who he wants and he goes and gets him. And uh, you know, I I, I kind of like that system rather than Joel Maturi flying around the country with Dave Mona or Norwood or got, Norwood Teague but, going down to option yeah. seven. Yeah, right. maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what Villa, Villa Seven meant. Seven. That's what yeah. Villa Seven meant. We'll get you your seventh choice. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, you know, it's it's time, fresh yeah. start. Let's go. Let's get somebody in here. I'm I'm intrigued by the guy at Cleveland State, 41 years old. It's full of fire, Dennis Gates. And, yeah. Uh, but again, not a lot of experience. Only two years as a head coach. He worked with Leonard Hamilton down there in Florida State. Supposedly right. he's a good recruiter, but uh, that's that's the kind of guy. This guy. That's. I don't think he's going to hire anybody higher profile than Porter. Do yeah. You? No. I mean that's no. I mean that's I mean, not not going to go a step up from there to some no. you know which, Brian Dutcher or somebody like that. Which so. which is probably the kind of coach you should hire here i mean you kind of have to find your you know and <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tread lightly with you here but pj fleck you kind of kind of find your pj mm-hmm. fleck um oh yeah know, but it's, uh, the, the up-and-comer that that will stay for a while and and build this thing up because you got to build something here you, you're not walking into something where you're just trying to keep momentum going yeah. you, you've got some pieces yeah. to build around but i'll take i'll take a fleck type if he has no acronyms if you if you say if you have any spin on family, uh, forget about me. I love you. Then I'm not hired. If you just want to come in here, talk straight with a lot of enthusiasm. Let's go. How about Indiana? Yeah. <laughs> they, they desperately want to fire that guy who's supposed to be the most boring human being in the world. Archie Miller, 10.3 million. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's some, you know, if he gets another job, they can deduct that and there's some other ways for him to deduct it, but the straight buyout to fire this stiff and he's terrible is 10.3 million. That's amazing. Patrick Friday. Um, this happened maybe two hours before this or two hours after the show went live, the, uh, governor walls and state came out with their guidelines for, you know, for, you know, fans coming back to, games um, i think you wrote about it a little bit the fan can't come back soon enough um you know the atmosphere twins ten thousand fans roughly even wild and wolves getting you know three thousand fans starting in early april what what do you you know as we kind of inch back towards that what uh you know as as you've watched things with without any fans in the stands and now seeing a little bit of it with you know with actual spectators down in florida what what were we missing, I guess, in the last year? Because you know, if you're watching on TV, you get some sense of it. But what, what do you think we were missing at that point? We were just talking earlier. College basketball, I've watched so little of it this year. It's unbelievable. I don't care. Right. I think not having fans is part of it. I think hockey, even though we have the, the one of the greatest hockey teams ever assembled in St. Paul right now, the way it looks. <laughs> I mean, these guys are a machine. You watch hockey, and when you can hear the puck going around the boards and and stuff like that, and then the the the, the phony music and the whole deal, I just uh, uh, you know I think we just you know miss that, miss the fact that you know there's a great old sports columnist who died long ago at the Boston Globe named Ray Fitzgerald, 
in the seventies. He died young, but he was fantastic. And I once, somebody, a friend of mine once quoted him as saying, you know, everybody talks about sports being the toy department, blah, blah, blah. It's not that important. And Ray Fitzgerald said, sports are important because people are there Hmm. and uh, meaning large numbers of people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not having large numbers of people certainly has made it less in- interesting. I, you know, it's, it's been kind of fun in Florida. I've mostly been sitting up in the press box and over in a corner and they got just the right, they got just the right crowd with 2,500 where you can hear the leather young lungs, you know, you, can, oh, yeah. you know, the, the guy with the, the mouthy guy screaming stuff. You know, but not just you, the man or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I mean, well thought out barbs or comments about, you know, guys, family or something. I, the old, the old time, the old time fan has been just enough of that to hear. It's been kind of fun. I might have been one of those people in my younger days, Patrick. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember way back when a friend of mine who actually worked for the team. But, you know, nobody knew he was. But the Twins Farm Club was in Toledo. And when some guy, you know, you were drawing 5,000 a game at that stadium, and some guy'd pop up with the base and load, and he'd bellow out, Toledo! The baseball is just, it just wasn't as much fun. It wasn't as much fun. You know, traffic, getting in uh, the parking lot, that's fun. But, uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's just not as much fun. And I don't think there's as much interest. And uh, I know now, I mean, if a team's playing like the Wild is now, there's obviously a lot of interest if we can get excited. And the Wild has really given them nothing to be excited about in years over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's going to be so much better. I don't know why three. Why, why not five? Not yeah. for, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's obviously we're, trying to protect people. I'm a little nervous that the numbers are going back up about 10 minutes after back home after he announced this, but uh, I don't quite know. Uh, The one team that's not going to have a problem with uh, how many people they can put in the arena, I believe will be our wolves. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Patrick, they won last night. Come on. I I know they did. Anthony Edwards, 34. Yeah. And he made through some threes. He He made made six of them. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, Yeah. They're, they're gonna, yeah. They'll get three, but uh, yeah, they'll get three. They won't. You know, thank, uh, thank, uh, thanks to the vaccine makers. Let's get her going here. And uh, you know, you run into uh, you, it. It changes your mentality. It doesn't change your mentality, but you see what we're up against nationally on this thing, Mike. When you're down here, no money. I mean, the public stores, grocery stores, you know, wear a mask. Boom people walk it in they don't care huh. you know it's and nobody calls anybody on it and uh and you know at the ballpark they'll actually tell you to you know put on a mask okay. down in the stands but most pla- most places uh doesn't uh you know nobody calls them on it i was watching golf in the local bar here pots yesterday and nobody nobody even walked in with a mask oh, much geez. less much less so it's uh it's a complete different mentality it's a it's a political statement. I, I, I guess I didn't realize what a raging political issue mask wearing was until I got down here. Uh, uh, but uh, some people 
Some people are offended if you're wearing a mask. You can, you can see it in their look. Patrick, a baseball question for you quick, and we'll duck out. Kirilov, you going to make the opening day roster? I think so, but man, Rooker's killing the ball. I think so. I mean, I, I, I don't think they're protecting service days for 2026. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, to me, it's uh, the, the problem is, you know, who's if, if, if Rooker makes the team, does Jake Cave then not make the team? Right. Uh, I mean, and does Louis arise? Is he your only extra infielder? And yeah. there's an there's a horrible rumor floating around that they and I they won't say, but that they might open with 14 pitchers. Yeah, which well, would leave it, which would leave a three player bench, you know. Yeah, which would leave a catcher, one infielder, and then both Rooker and Cave can't be on the team. I I don't know. I can't believe it. You know, yeah. Who knows? All I care, all I care about. But I like this team. I'm, I've gotten. Uh, I mean, Donaldson's killing the ball if he stays healthy. Uh, Cruz looks good. You know, the Bucks that'll comes back now that he's got new teeth. He's uh, <laughs> you know home run right off the bat. Okay. And uh, you know, I and uh, Maeda and Barrios have just been out of their minds this yeah. spring. Looking. I mean, it's, it's such a short sample, but you can just. I mean, I'm not judging them on more than the way they're throwing the ball. Yeah, with Barrios at 97 one time, didn't he? I mean, that's, yes, that's yeah, a little to, something for him. To see them throwing the ball as they are is, uh, I mean, Maeda is a, just a, he's a pitcher, man. He's He's got about five different pitches and he's, uh, and Barrios is throwing, that's the best I've ever seen him throw. Yeah. And I mean, as far as velocity and stuff. So you got two guys like that. Doesn't look like uh, Glenn Sparkman's going to be the next Whistler. Uh, Glenn, I, Glenn I, yesterday was supposed to be the last day or the day before that you could walk off. You could have the walk off. Yeah. You know, you could just end the any. Yep. Glenn pitched three times. He had two walk offs. He had, uh, <laughs> he had, a, he got, you look at the stats, he's got credit for three innings, but he's actually only got four outs all spring. They give you, <laughs> One time he got none. The other time he got one. But they give you credit. They give you credit. The box score for all the outs. It's it's the goofiest thing ever. But we've fun. now restarted. Now we've now started referring to those innings as Spartans. He <laughs> 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 had a Spartan. He might have been the. He might have been the Grapefruit League leader with two, certainly. <laughs> two Sparkmans. <laughs> two Sparkmans. He had two Sparkmans. So unbelievable. Oh, but, hey, I, I think uh, we should be optimistic about sports back home, yeah. should we? we, we yeah. I wrote this the other day. We got a uh, hell of a hockey team. There's something going on here. Uh, I think only D'Angelo Russell would probably be the only thing that could screw up the progress the Wolves are making uh, him getting healthy. And uh, twins look like a good ball club, and we're going to get a new basketball coach. The Gophers. What? What could anybody complain about? Things are looking good. Well, let's end on that positive note, Patrick. <laughs> uh, awesome. Appreciate you joining me on Mondays, and uh, enjoy the sunshine while we slush through uh, slush through our Monday here. And take care. All right. Well, come on, you deserve a little bad we do. weather. It's March. We don't come down here so you guys can enjoy things back home. <laughs> That's true. Right. That's true. Thanks, later. Patrick. That will do it for today. Love talking to Patrick on Mondays, as always. I've heard from a lot of listeners who love that as well, so we'll try to keep that going as much as possible. We'll be 
checking in on Richard Patino watch all week. I hope to have Lindsay Whalen on Thursday show to talk to her about go for women's basketball and get some other observations from her uh, around the world of sports. I should be joined by Ryan Longwell at some point this week too. Um, always love talking to Ryan, former Vikings kicker, for a little bit of a breakdown of Vikings special teams and the history of that. And uh, he's just a really uh, a smart guy. But in the wake of Dan Bailey's release recently, I want to talk to Ryan as well. So a lot of good shows coming up this week. Vikings free agency starts. We'll talk brackets, uh, NCAA at some point here too. So thanks for listening today to Daily Delivery. A lot of good shows this week, and we'll catch you again on Tuesday. 